I told you, man, this Ragnarok guy just isn't it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm telling, like I call, I said, Ole continue. Even when they said, give him a chance. I say continuously. I know you don't want to hear this. I'm still saying Arsenal need better than Arteta. And like, you will see the train wreck from these guys soon because the squad has out is, well, squad is bigger than Ragnarok. And I think the squad is going to slowly outgrow uh, Arteta. So like, that's just what it's going to be. Those guys are, in my opinion, well, especially Ragnarok, are just frauds. On today's Footy Corner, City, Liverpool, and Chelsea all win their matches after getting the benefit of the doubt on some debatable pens. Ronaldo saves the day again as an underwhelming United somehow are 2-0 under Ragnarok with no goals conceded. A bombing is banished to Neverland. Connor Gallagher uses some pixie dust to score a brace, and UEFA walk the plank as they fluff their lines on the Champions League draw. Along with the typical predictions, gambling corner, and a Mount Rushmore of worst ways to lose a game, next. And we are back on the footy corner. Ari, how's everything going? Everything's going good. Uh, excited for Cancun in two days. Uh, some warm weather. But although it's the weather in Chicago is not bad, so I can't can't complain. Um, how about you? Yeah, it's uh, look, we're looking looking forward to a break. Uh, you know, all happening at the same time as finals and trying to get this uh, script together. But I'm sure. When the trip happens, it'll it'll be good. I'm I'm not complaining about a trip. It's just like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it just showed up when your you know final report is due at work or something, you know. So it's like, so when we get back the day after, I got grades due. Um, so we'll see how that works out because my students have an exam Thursday, so we're having those those exams emailed to me, and uh, I'll have to find a way to grade those remotely. But we'll get through that. Uh, yeah. And you're finished, right? As of now, you've already gotten. That's the nice thing about grad school. You've already got your grades back. Yeah. Well, two. Yeah. So I just waiting for one. So for all A's, and you know, um, one more left. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, hopefully that's good too. So I can just move on with my life. But yeah, it's good. All right. I'm happy. Shall we get straight into the action and what happened in a, in a quick turnaround coming up here? Yeah. All right, let's let's start with your boys. Liverpool, the one nothing win. Uh, Mo Salah scoring on a pen in the 67th. That's going to be a theme we're going to hear throughout the beginning. The top three teams winning quite a few pens this week, earning them. I I actually will say it right now. I'll start right off the bat. I think every single one of them, no matter how you know closely contested or people may call soft, we're actually correct. Um, especially this one. I think Ming's clattered. Salah, I want to ask you two things. What are your thoughts on the pen? And um, just go ahead and share your thoughts on Liverpool, what you thought of this match, seeing that, you know, you're the resident Liverpool fan. Um, it was clean. It was, it was a foul. Yeah. And we won. That's my take. I just care about wins. That's all I want at this point. And uh, like I said, uh, coming into this week, um, I just want to beat Villa because – I think with Gerard, they're a really good team and tricky win. And so that's a trap game for most teams or every team. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be even tougher at Villa Park, but one game at a time. And, you know, whether you think it was a pen, not if you think there is an agenda for Liverpool or whatever, all I care about is that we got the three points. And, you know, that's that. And we didn't, 
it's always nice to seize your back and, you know, we didn't like kill them or, you know, a one nil result is good. It's good. Any extra sentiment in the match seeing Gerard on the other side? Did any, any emotions hit you? No, no. I mean, like he'll probably come back to Liverpool. So it's not, you know, it's not a big deal. I mean, I don't want to see him win. So sure. <laughs> of course. So, uh, Mo Salah has now either scored or assisted in 14 straight matches. Uh, so going behind your argument even more for the Ballon d'Or, he's one away from the Premier League record. Do you know who has the Premier League record of 15 straight matches they've either scored or assisted? I'm between three players. Okay. Um, I'll go with Wayne Rooney. It is not Wayne Rooney. Robin Van Persie. It is also not Robin Van Persie. Do you want me to give you a year? Yeah. 2015. Is it Aguero? It's not Kun Aguero. Shout out to him, by the way. He is retiring. Not Drogba, is it? Not Drogba. No, I'm out of guesses then. I mean, those are the top. He's a current player. No, he currently plays in the Premier League. Oh, Jamie Vardy? It is Jamie Vardy. He had 15, apparently, straight. With I should have gotten hints. He said 2015. Isn't that just – It's just that's just how incredible that season was for them, right? It took that uh, for them to win. Uh, but, yeah, yeah any, anyway, I think this is, a, this is you know, a good result. Some people what may have expected more at home. What? What did you think of the whole yeah. incident uh, coming from a neutral point of view? Oh, yeah, no, it was a pen. Just like every single other pen this week, you're going to hear me say it. I think it was because especially this one, this one to me wasn't even one of the soft ones because you could see the feet getting tangled. I think Tyrone Mings went in a little, uh, a little uncontrolled, a little carelessly. Uh, And, and yeah, anytime your feet catch the back, we've even seen the slightest touch. Shout out David Luiz. Anytime you have a slight touch of your foot hitting the back of their foot on a run, that that's it. You know, you got to be very careful and that's a sign that you've been beat, right? So he was beat. And, um, you know, a few people have said, and, I, and you could agree with that, that Sauce slowed down to, to draw that contact, but he might have been slowing down across the ball. Either way, as soon as you get beat, you know, Tyrone Mings has got to find another way to get around that or, or just let it go. But, um, no, and I think a lot of people are surprised by the scoreline, but you're going to have these games. Teams, and we've seen it across different sports, teams aren't going to win every game by four goals. Right. Or if you consider it with, you know, big football teams, they're not going to win every game by 50, 60 basketball teams are going to win every game by 20 or 30. So I think just getting getting the victory in, in these circumstances in this condensed schedules is, is pretty good for you guys, um, especially with the results that happen in the next two games we're going to talk about. So you, you agree yeah. with that? Yeah, 100 percent. All right. So so one of those other games we're talking about, Man City, one nothing. Raheem Sterling also scoring a penalty, almost the exact same time of the match that Salah's happened 66 minute for this one there are two things I want to talk about first of all we'll, let's talk about the pen since that was brought up how did you feel about that pen and particularly the call and, and the shout by Wolves saying that it actually hit the the back area or I guess the, the under the armpit area what are your thoughts um what did you think I don't know I, so here's the thing you know when I first watched it I thought Ooh, that was close. You could have called his back, but I'll say the second you put your arm up and we've had this argument on this podcast before, right? The second you put your arm up, even though I said it's part of the jumping motion, uh, the arm was way, way above his head. 
And I had the nice uh, liberty of being able to slow that replay down, go frame by frame. And I saw a little bit of the, uh, the bicep jiggle. So that tells me the ball did hit the arm. So I, I actually do agree with it in the end. Uh, you know, I, I thought City could have done more against 10 men, but that's a different argument. So do you agree with, with that pen call? Yeah, I, I would agree with it. Um, yeah, I just, I know it happened in the Liverpool game too. It's just like, you know, I, it's part of the game, but, it, you know, it, it always does stink when a game's decided by a pen, you know, but um, yeah, that's what, so what happened. Happened quite a bit this week. The, the yep. question I have, though, I think the real thing people need to look into is could Wolves have gotten something out of this if Raul wasn't like mega fucking stupid? Like, I, I don't know if you caught the exchange. He got a yellow card. That one may have been a bit harsh. You know, the yellow card, he, he, the first one may have been harsh, but like instead of backing up and listening to the ref and not complaining, he kept complaining, didn't go the 10 yards back and then blocked the free kick and then got the second yellow. What are your thoughts on that exchange for, from someone like Raul, uh, especially when you're playing at that dad? Um, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I didn't watch this game, so like, <laughs> I, I like I don't watch City. Like I, I really don't. I like I like I, I don't say that to stir anyone up, but like I just don't watch them. Honestly, I should. I should because I have to talk about them, but <laughs> I just don't, man. <laughs> I don't know. So you probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> what you're what you have to say is probably a lot better than you know more credible than me right now so at the footy corner too i want to hear people's thoughts on on you know raul obviously they're probably going to agree that he's a big, bit of an idiot on this one i did see some people defending him though i'm not sure that you can do that but but yeah let us know what you think of the pens especially the first two we've talked about and i'm going to jump into the other match the other team in the top three they all won so we talked about liverpool winning one nil City winning 1-0. Keeping pace. Chelsea, 3-2 winners over Leeds. They got a penalty, but this was a late, late, late penalty. Um, yeah. Rafinha started the scoring for Leeds, got them ahead. Mount tied it. Then Jorginho, Arine's boy, uh, yep. scored two pens, right? One in the 58th minute to give the 2-1 lead. Some lad named Gelhard, who had just been on for 30 seconds, tied it for Leeds. And then the kiss of death from Brian, right? Anytime Brian's team is behind, Chelsea's been behind, he's mentioned it, and then they've scored. They won a penalty in the 93rd, second or third minute. Jorginho scores it in the 94th. That one, it was a soft one, but I think it still is one because the player misses the ball, kicks Rudiger's foot. He made a little more of the fall. Um, Yeah. Did you see that penalty? What were your thoughts? Um, I I would agree with it. Okay, so it's the right call. Yeah. I guess the bigger concern, I, and I think we have a talking point out of this one a little more than the others, is that Chelsea have conceded eight goals in their last three games, and they'd only given up eight in their previous 18. So we're seeing a bit of a yeah. – I don't know if it's concentration. I don't know if it's the players out, the condensed schedule. But my question for you and those listening at the footy corner too is, you think Chelsea can stick with Liverpool or City? Will they keep this a three-team race, or might we see something like we did – two years ago where this becomes a two team race. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say yes, because like the two results that they didn't get three points from were um, at West Ham and um, 
and and against Man United. Now, I know Man United isn't very good right now, um, but you know it, the dip in form. I don't want to say it because it's against tough opponents, um, in my opinion. Um, so I don't want to say it quite yet, but it is. I mean, it is something to look at. Um, but like I said, man, they. I mean. Leeds is one of those teams where still kind of a wild card in my opinion. So um, even at, even at the bridge, you're going to have, um, you're going to have some, have some trouble with Leeds. So um, they're kind of the last two years, I feel like they're, they're known for just giving big teams trouble sometimes, right? Like half the time, I'd say like half the time they're a threat, but half the time they do kind of get dicked on. So um, <laughs> that's why I don't, that's why, like, I, I do want to say sometimes it's concerning, but like leads play offensively too. So that's something to take into consideration. And, you know, they, they did only give up two goals. I mean, that goes to show how good Chelsea is when, or defensively, at least when we're over here sitting and, you know, talking about a team that's given up two goals and saying, what's going on? You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, to me, but eight and three is concerning. You know, two games. You know, that's one thing. Then, then you look at you know the overall set, and, and I start to get a little worried about kind of maybe what's going on back there. You don't see any. It's not like it's a change of personnel. It's the same guys. Reese James, who's on my fantasy team, has scored zero the past two weeks. And honestly, when I first saw that, I thought, why are they not playing him? And it's like, no, they just they're giving up so many goals. He gets zero points or that he's getting a yellow card. Uh, And so I guess the scoring is nice to see from them. The conceding, not so much. And while I agree with you that Leeds are that type of team uh, that, that, yeah, you've seen, they've wreaked havoc against bigger teams. Uh, They did score two against Brentford in the game before, you know, but the previous few games, they hadn't scored more than two since Halloween. So uh, maybe, maybe it is Leeds getting going. I, I just, I guess, we, and I, I know we say this a lot. We'll see what happens. But I think Chelsea's next three games are going to be very telling um, on if this is a blip or this maybe starts becoming a trend. They have some tricky fixtures. Everton at home, I think, is a nice one for them. But then they go on the road at Wolves and at Aston Villa with an EFL Cup match in between. I don't know how serious they, you know, they may be about that. They're probably but, playing kids. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a high possibility. They're playing at Brentford. It is just quarters, though, quarterfinals. Uh, but I think Wolves and Villa on the road are, are, you know, the way those teams have been playing, tricky. So I want to see how Chelsea yeah. navigate those games, right? And so, um, so the next three are Everton at home, at Wolves, at Villa. How many goals conceded do you expect from Chelsea in the next three if they gave up eight in the previous three? Um, in the next three? Yes. Who are they playing one more time? Everton at home at Wolves at Aston Villa. I think they'll give up three goals, and I think two of them will be to Villa. Okay. I've got two. I think they'll clean sheet Everton. And Wolves, they may <laughs> clean sheet. And I think Villa will be one or two. Wolves will be one or zero. But Everton, I don't think is getting shit against them. Uh, Wolves aren't pretty, aren't really an offensive team. In fact, I think they've scored the second least amount of goals in the premier league this season. So um, yeah. if you're, I mean, if you're Chelsea, you're probably, I mean, and they, but they've only given up 14. So like, yes. they just don't like goals. So gold yeah. does not go in the net when wolves play. So that's why, you know, the, yeah, that has like a one nil over me. And like, I'd say out of everything in the past, like year and a half, two years, the one thing that concerns me about 
Chelsea is yes, they get like three points, but it is like one nothing, and one nothing's fine. But then when it's like penalties, like Jorginho gets his penalty, one no, right? Or like you know the last goal is a penalty. You know that that's concerning because you like you don't want to rely on one aspect. You know what I mean? You want to you want to rely on like a pen. You want to actually get the ball in the net in normal play. That's the only thing that's a bit concerning because if you get a team that's kind of defensively sound and on it that day, you know, they might not give you a pen, you know? So that's, yeah. that's my only critique of Chelsea. Uh, I mean, I think every team has their ups and downs. I mean, like earlier this season, Chelsea was in ridiculous form. So it'd be kind of harsh to kind of, you know, right now say like, you know, it's, you know, this is going to be a two team race. And I'm not saying you say and said that, but like, I'm sure there are people that, that think that I think that's just a bit harsh considering, you know, we know what they're capable of doing at their, at their best, uh, which is why I don't want to, you know, count them out for a second. But um, that's the one thing that's always kind of concerned me with Chelsea this past two years is um, it is, you know, that in Premier League games that just, Jorginho, Jorginho goal. I still don't know how to say his name, but um, <laughs> I think it's Jorginho, but yeah. yeah, that's the one thing that concerns me about them. Okay. I say, let's see how, let's see, just like we said with West Ham, I think there's a lot that's going to come out of our episode that will be pre new year. Let's see how these teams come out of boxing day. I believe that will tell us, you know, let's they, I think there's a stat about like the NHL. That if you're in the playoff hunted like U.S. Thanksgiving, there's a certain percentage chance you're in. I think by Boxing Day, if they're still you know rolling, which I, I would you know you you think, but I'm just there's a little bit of doubt because they're the team I thought would win early in the year. Now to me, they're a clear third, uh, and they need to figure some stuff out. But but all teams in all sports go through something like that, so we'll have to see if that's uh, prolonged or not. Uh, yeah. uh, Thomas Tuchel has his work cut out. Um, speaking all of which, all, though, uh-huh. good win. I, all in all, like on, honestly, I'm just gonna say good win. I know bailed out the buzzer, but um, who am I to say that as a Liverpool fan? I think you busted out that stat last week that said like Liverpool has scored the most amount of goals in like injury time or like some wild stat, right? <laughs> yep, um, it's true. So, like, who am I to criticize Chelsea for for winning that way? So. Fair, fair point. Fair point. Uh, I, I'm curious on what Brian thinks at the footy corner too. Although I guess our next episode, I guess this is the, the time to say it will be a panel episode, uh, just kind of going over the, the, the season, I guess more of a Christmas episode that, that we've pined for. So you know, we could talk about various random shit there, but, but it'll be interesting to see what Brian's thoughts are on Chelsea. Yeah. Um, another game that had penalty uh, that decided it one, nothing United winning at Norwich. This time, Ronaldo with the pen. He got to take over Bruno uh, for Nansh. And um, again, I'm going to ask, well, did you see the penalty first, I guess? Um, yeah. Okay. Did you think this was a penalty? It was the one where the defender and Ronaldo were kind of tangled because I just needed a second to rethink when I was thinking about it. Yeah. And they both I kind of fall down. <laughs> I think it was a pen. You know my rule. I mean, it's a, it's a harsh rule, but it's my rule. If you give the ref a reason to blow that whistle. Yeah, I, I think it is. And I actually, again, which is the weirdest thing ever. I've never agreed with every single pen given. I think this one was too, because if you rewatch the, the, the replay, you know, cause the VAR, you could say now they have that benefit. We, if we do too, which, which I did, I did see a tug on his um, collar, the back, the top of his back collar. 
the guy, whoever was defending camera, who it was at this time, I don't know too many Norwich players as is definitely pulled him down. Uh, even yep. though it was, you know, it was a little back and forth by the two, the right call, like you said, don't give the ref an opportunity. Um, you know, and you know what, sometimes those, you know, sometimes I feel like those pulls shoves or whatever, even in slow motion on TV may look like nothing like, Oh, we flop, but, Sometimes I feel like you like you know we don't fully take in consideration of momentum and you know it, it's it's we never really know we're always just assuming you know what I mean so <laughs> I don't know it's tough because these guys are playing at such a high pace and you know their momentum is going faster than ever especially when you have an athlete like Ronaldo you know what I mean so who has so much horsepower on him it's you know it's it's tough to say. Yeah, the replay doesn't do it justice sometimes. You're right. And, and well, speaking of Ronaldo, you just talked about the horsepower. There's only one player that has the same amount of game-winning goals as Ronaldo this season. First this of all, do you, how many do you think he has? How many has he game-winning goals? Yes. How many? So they so they played. Uh, they played 16 games. They have played 16. Yes, and they've how many won. Have they... I'm counting four, five. So eight wins. Six, um, seven, eight. Yeah, eight. I'll say six. Oh, a little lower than that, actually. But that's, you know, it's not terrible, I guess. What, well, what is it? It's four. So he's contributed to four game-winning goals. Only one player in the Premier League has the same amount, at least, has tied him. And it's not who you'd expect. Game-winning goals. So their goal was the different. It's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be. I think Ronaldo's have probably been more dramatic, right? Because they've been later in the match. Yeah. This guy, I'm pretty sure his goals were scored. And then the other team just never scored that amount. So his was considered the game winner. Because this one, I, I was kind of shocked to hear. Um, I'll go with ooh, more or equal? Equal, huh? He's equal. He has four also. So it's a team that's won quite a bit. Uh, I'll go Mikel Antonio. It is not Mikel Antonio. That's a decent guess, though. Higher in the table. Not Salah. It is not Salah. I will say higher in the Yota. table. Oh, higher in the table? There's only one team now. I but, don't I don't even know. Like I told you, I, I don't really watch their um uh, Sterling? No, it's uh it's it's Bernardo Silva. So oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I think gotcha. you went off on him the other day. I, I thought this stat was pretty wild. Um what did I say that he's not that great? I think you called him overrated. He is. He is. <laughs> I, I genuinely think that. I think he was good in the past. But like, I don't know, man. I, I, from what I've seen when I have watched him, like, I don't, granted, I don't watch City that much. I just think there are better players on that field for City. Like, I would prefer Mahrez, KDB, and Inform Grealish. I'm still stuck, stuck with Aston Villa Grealish. Um, I don't want to say Sterling. I don't is know. it because you don't believe it or you just don't want to? No, I genuinely what would you would you take Bernardo? Who would you take over Bernardo Silva in that Man City roster? No, but the guys you mentioned are good. I just meant when you got to Sterling, you paused. I was wondering I if that was because of the way he exited Liverpool or because you No, no, I have no hard feelings. I mean, I as a I mean, if I ever was gifted and worked as hard as that, I would do the same thing. Honestly, uh, thinking, thinking, and same thing with Coutinho, dude. I, I don't blame him. Um, no, I just his finishing, his ability to finish has always been a problem, and sometimes I still see it, you know. So, yeah, uh, just in front of the net, sometimes he doesn't make the wisest decisions either. So, and I yeah. think City, 
would agree with me on that one. So that's why. At, at the footy corner too, Jeff, let us know what you think. But but anyway, uh, coming back to United, Ronaldo. He'll agree man. because Sterling wants out. So he'll agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you're probably right. Uh, you know, so yeah, back on, on, on United, Ronaldo with another winner. Ralph Ranick, you know, getting the the win again. Friend of the pod. Um, yeah, he, I guess we yeah, we can call him a friend of the, the pod. I yeah. do have I do have a funny story about Ralph Ranick, but before I get to it, are do you have any concern for United that, that Norwich kept it close or, or can that be a tricky away match? I mean, if you look at the stats, you know, the three other games <laughs> we've talked about to this point, the teams that we'd expect, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, they dominated possession. They dominated chances. There is no doubt yeah. that they were the better teams. This match, I don't know if you've seen the numbers. Yeah, no, I see. It. You pull it up. It's only 53-47 possession, United. It's only 13-11 in goal attempts. Hell, they have the same amount of shots on goal. Is there any concern in those numbers? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, Norwich is a terrible team, let's be honest here. <laughs> Even with a new coach, um, they're Norwich at the end of the day. I mean. Um, Your boy, Dean Smith. I think winning one nothing would have been okay if they dominated the game, but like you said, it was like fifty three percent possession only for man for Man United. So, yeah, it's it is concerning. I don't think I think any top club, I think anyone in the top half of the table would would like to see their team go to Norwich and dominate. Like that is fully expected. So, yeah. Would you? Agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the free kicks were seventeen to one in favor of Norwich. By the way. <laughs> That is bananas. It just doesn't make sense to yep. me. And, and I was peeking in during the match, and there were times I thought, wow, Norwich might score here. So, yeah, I don't – I mean, who knows what's going to happen, you yep. know, with Ranick's direction, but, you know, they – I told they, you, man, this Ragnarok guy just isn't it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm telling – like, I, call, I said Ole continue. Even when they said give him a chance, I say continuously. I know you don't want to hear this. I'm still saying Arsenal need better than Arteta. And like you will see the train wreck from these guys soon because the squad has out is well, squad is bigger than Ragnarok. And I think the squad is going to slowly outgrow uh, Arteta. So like that's just what it's going to be. Those guys are, in my opinion, well, especially Ragnarok are just frauds, like in my opinion. Um, hey, time out. He, he has won two matches, one zero. He's two and he's two and zero oh in the Premier League. I don't care, dude. Like, you played Norwich. Like, <laughs> you can only play who's in front of you. <laughs> Come on. Fair enough. I, yeah, I will but say, like, yeah, no, I, I hundred percent agree. But like, to like <laughs> this when the stats are that close, that's that's concerning. Like, and it's not like United had like key players like that were injured, right? So that's yeah, that's not good. That's true. Uh, fun fact: Fred has more goals this season than Harry Kane, so that's a that's an interesting fact I came across. Yep. yep. Uh, uh, the last thing, I, for, funny story about Ralph Randick. Apparently, he was one of the top candidates being considered to replace Arsene Wenger in 2018, and the story goes that he broke down the talks. Not Arsenal; they didn't choose against him. He broke down the talks. Uh, due to the club's decision over the playmaker Mesut Ozil to pay him whatever they did when they renewed his contract. When they so did Ragnarok that, he said he was out. 
he what? didn't want Ozo or he did correct correct he did not he's also said to have rejected Chelsea in 2021 so. yeah this guy's stupid <laughs> okay I just wanted to see what I don't care what in my in my humble honest opinion and you could totally disagree with me and call me an idiot if you don't think Mason Ozo and his when he's on it and cares if you don't think he is damn near the best playmaker in the world like this is talking back when he was on arsenal even you're out of your mind dude like that guy was an actual wizard like you did not see enough of him if you have a bad opinion on him in my i'm not honest opinion man that's just what yeah. it is and i do think you need to have a team that caters to him but like it's worth it it's totally worth it in my opinion to to give rania credit he did question his team's intensity this week so yes we'll see where he goes but yeah he did well yeah i mean i mean yeah i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy's a this guy's a tool, dude. He's such a tool. <laughs> I, I'm very excited to see what happens with United from here on out. I, I'm not denying it. I'm just saying, you know, they're two and zero. But but yeah, do they play next? Do they play next? Let me check here. I'm not afraid of them. I believe their next match is against. It's in a Brentford. Yeah, they got Brentford and Brighton. So the next two are nice. Nice and they're no, no, they're losing. They're um in my predictions. I'm gonna have them losing to Brentford. Okay, gonna, <laughs> it's at Brentford. It's it GGs. It's GGs. It okay, so we'll GGs to that. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the other manager you talked about here. Um, Arsenal winning this week, getting back on the right track finally, but against a really, really bad Southampton team. Three nothing. Lacazette, Odegaard, who's now scoring three straight, and and Garbalish slash Gabriel. Scoring the three goals, Arsenal bounce back. But before I get to the big news, you know, you mentioned Arteta, and actually, you you said I didn't want to hear it, but I agree. And we heard something. I believe it may have been on Talk Sport that Arteta could be like the Lampard, right? With with Chelsea, that you need him to maybe to develop the guys to a certain point, and like you said, they might outgrow, and there might be a guy that comes next. You know, we're not knowing who that is yet. Uh, but so you won't get any disagreements with me on that. Now, kind of dealing with him here. Uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang left out of the match day squad totally. Uh, disciplinary breach, according to Mikel Arteta. He, you know, we're hearing news. David Ornstein reports that he was a personal matter that he was sent to go to France but he came back later than he was told to come back. Then pictures surfaced about him getting a tattoo. Um, first of all, in this, in this, in this ordeal, what do you think of how Arteta's handled this and how Aubameyang has handled this? Well, it just seems like you want my, I, I think what it was, was Aubameyang is refusing to train with the team. And uh, I think Arsenal is trying to cover it up and make it seem like there isn't turmoil going over. Um, and Aubameyang just kind of screwed that whole thing over by getting a tattoo, kind of blowing the cover. So, so you don't think he went to France? Um, maybe to get a tattoo. I don't. Know, I don't know the tattoo story, but like, regardless, I don't think. I don't think it was like a deep. I think he just isn't training. I think he's upset about what's going on. That's that's what I think, and and I think every player has their time where it comes to an end. And I think you know he's he's getting up there and like. Maybe it's just, you know, everyone has different times when they end. And maybe this is just it for, for a bombing at the top level. So, and, and, and the, and the proof is in the pudding. I mean, they just, yeah, it's Southampton, but 
I mean, see, this is what I'm talking about. This is what United should have done to Norwich. This is this is what I'm talking about. And and Arsenal did it. So like, and without a bombing. So like, if I was the Arsenal manager, I would pick Martinelli or or who's the other striker you guys got? Well, Lacazette is there. He did score. Um, okay, not Lacazette. I mean, that's a toss up for me. But I would choose Martinelli over both of them. Being completely honest, I feel like he his drive mm-hmm. and everything is is there. Like he reminds everyone of like when they were 18 and like, I don't know, when you were younger and you rooted for your team, it was just more intense. And I feel like right now he just like cares so much for like his career and everything. And like, I would want him to be up there 10 out of 10 times, honestly. So, and, and Aubameyang is getting paid like 9 billion pounds and it's not worth it at this point, you know? Yeah, no, I, I actually agree. I think it is his time. And apparently he's willing to join Xavi's project at Barcelona according to, to a lot of uh, the, the press, it's just a matter of, you know, whether we think he'll be gone in January or the summer. I, I don't think he makes it past the summer with this team. I actually think he might be stripped of captaincy. Who do you give? And I'll ask this before we move on. I agree. Then the match, great, great performance, Arsenal. Odegaard's first apparently header in like all, like his entire life, he said. He claimed he had never scored a header goal before. Shout out Odegaard because I'm the same way. I don't have the ball. So that's I was about to say that. That's why I brought that up. I thought (laughs) we can get along on that one. Uh, Who who do you think, who would you name if you're Mikel Arteta? I know you don't agree with him, but let's say you're him. Who do you, who do you name the new captain? If Aubameyang is just not playing. Oh shit. Um, That's tough. I mean, that's, that's probably more for you, but uh, me. I'll say this while you think about it. In, in other matches, it's been given to Lacazette. It's been given to Shaka. You know how I feel about Granit Shaka. I wouldn't I give, it give it to any of you guys. I wouldn't I give it to, I would give it – Tyranny is not healthy enough. So not Tyranny. Garbalish needs to work on his English, unfortunately. You know my rule. <laughs> we know you're you gotta, standard. you got to communicate with everyone on the team, bro. That's that's key for a captain. <laughs> um, You know, someone that's consistently in the lineup these days, low-key, and I like him a lot. Like, I just knew that you just give him time and he'll come to his own. He's in the right environment. I'd go Martin Odegaard, dude. I think he's he's trained with the highest level of players. Know what it's like to play at a big club. Knows what it takes. He's seen it. Not Maybe he hasn't played in those, you know, those games. But um, I think he's, he's coming into form. And I'm going to go with Martin Odegaard, honestly. He, I know he's only 22, but I think he's very mature for you know his age um mm-hmm. he's never i've never seen him in the headline for something bad it's just been like oh this guy's a boss this is, but that's when the kid was like 18 like you know it the madrid madrid didn't handle him well in my opinion and i like him i think he's a playmaker and now he's scoring so he's he's becoming the player that arsenal wanted to be and i think a little bit more too and i I know you maybe you want to say a Mill Smith row, but I, I just don't want to give him the captaincy this this early on. I mean, I want him to play a full season, like on the first team. I think he was injured, right? Or something like that. Yeah, he, he has missed he's missed the last like three games, actually. And yeah, I mean, that's for me, like I want the captain to be there consistently. That's just because then because then you're giving the the captain seat to, to, to people like Chaka and stuff like that. So that that's why, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm with you that it needs to go away from those guys. I think Odegaard's a great shot. I would, I would be happy to see that. This is going to be wild. I'm going to give a wild shot because I usually don't pick a guy in this position. And this is a player that's been in every match, at least since September, maybe 
Uh, it's just a guy that he, the way he celebrates when Arsenal scores, the way he gets the crowd going, the, the spirit, you know, I, I used to make fun of people and say, oh, it's a, you know, it's a guy that's a, a hurrah cheerleader, a guy that gets the spirits up. I'm like, come on, really? You have a, you really need that. But sometimes it really helps the team when you have a guy that yells at people when he needs to, that can get him going when he does. And this is going to sound wild, but Aaron Ramsdale has been a great addition uh, both on the pitch and and just his voice, voicing things out to people. So I'd almost give him a shout too. So uh, yeah, that's my shock pick. At the footy corner to let everyone else let us know what you think, who, who you would name the captain, because I think they're the next team that might be changing their captains. That's I and just, the one thing is I'm 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 always I've always been against goalkeeper captains. That's you know that's that's just a personal thing for me. So yeah, and that well I I've always wondered because I remember I made fun of Tottenham for having Larice. So I don't blame you on that actually. It's just uh it's just I to me it's been incredible what yeah, I think part of that turnaround has been him too, not just on the pitch, but getting the spirits up, getting the team going. They give up a goal. If you take a look at him, he says, Okay, come on, we can do, you know. He'll yell at someone first. What, then he'll say, what, how's go. Burn Leno do? Burn, Burn Leno has been injured lately, but, you know, I don't – he actually wasn't even on the bench the last couple of matches. I think he's going to leave soon because he needs to try to get match time before the World Cup if he wants any shot. Not that he will, but even to make the roster, I think, for Germany. Uh, I think he might make an appearance in the Cup game against Sunderland, but I don't think his future is there anymore because he doesn't want to be a backup, right? And, and I don't think he's going to beat Ramsdale out. Yeah, I will say this though. I think he not only has he let Arsenal fans down, I think he's let soccer fans down in general. I remember, um, I remember when he was at Leverkusen. I think everyone knew about him, you know, when he was younger because he was playing in Champions League, and they're like, "Oh, this guy has potential. He's this and that." And then when you see him in the Arsenal side, like, yeah, didn't have great players around him, but kind of going with what you said, like how he handled situations on and off the field, his uh, body language. Um, just how the press just creating stupid stories saying he wants to leave, then he wants to stay. That's, that's just the worst thing you could do for your team, especially as a goalkeeper. So um, I think he's just disappointed like everyone. Cause he's someone that honestly, if you talk to me like five, six years ago, like this is before he joined Arsenal. I would be like, yeah, Berlin was probably going to be the, uh, the goalkeeper for Germany in, a, in like by in like five years time. Cause assuming Neuer's, yeah, I mean, he is kind of older now. So like, I don't even know if he starts anymore, but um, this was supposed to be Berlin time and uh, did not, he did not rise to the occasion. And like, as much as I want to, you want to blame club, the players around him, but at some point you have to say, all right, well still, if you want to be regarded as like a high level goalkeeper you're you're supposed to keep your cool at all time and somewhat manage the line to some extent too so that's just my take on on him i agree he was on the trajectory and something happened yeah i don't know it's uh but yeah there's a lot to be said about a guy that gets the the spirits of the teams up but but we'll see how this uh how this abominating fiasco gets gets sorted out in the next few weeks shall we uh round out the rest of the, the scores here and if, if Barcelona think Aubameyang is an answer, Jesus Christ, they're screwed. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I, I don't think that's the direction they should be going in. But And if they buy him, please, please, you know, uh, all, you know I, Arsenal's going but in a different direction. So They're a team that is, like, you look at their team, Barcelona's team, 
their their most successful players this season have literally come from the academy. Granted, I know Pedri's injured. Him, what is it? The guy with his name starts with a G. And those two have been their best players. Yeah, uh, exactly. So and Memphis. And, and you're fucking bankrupt or whatever the fuck's going on there. So why are you going to bring in a bombing who's on 300 pounds a week? Like, that's, that's, the, stupid, that's just the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And if, and if, if Chavi brings him in, I will 100% be like, yeah, he has no idea what he's doing. Because, like, I feel like any fan in the world could just be like, that's a red flag. Like, wh- considering what your club went through financially, like, you don't have Messi for a reason. You don't have certain players for a reason. Like... Think about it, man. And you're you're bringing this guy, even if it's for a short short term, even talent wise, he's not what you're looking for. Like the pay is fine up top. I think honestly, if you're looking for a short term guy, just give it the pay. Give it the pay to the end of the season. Like just give him time. You know, I don't think Abami is any better than the pay. Honestly, yeah. And well, that's like, a club that's desperate. Just we're gonna talk about them later, but they they didn't get through and. uh We'll talk about their Europa yeah. draw. That's that's a desperate team right now. So desperation can cause teams to do some wild shit. So we'll come to Barcelona in a bit. Everyone else let us know at the footy corner too. Would that be the wrong move for Barcelona? The correct answer is yes. I'm just going to give that away. Uh, but but let's uh, let's round out the action. Palace 3, Everton 1. Connor Gallagher getting a brace in that match. Uh, Tompkins also scoring for Palace Rondon, the consolation goal for Everton. Leicester 4-0 winners. Tielemans a brace. Daka goal. Madison, your boy who's on fire scoring as well there. Brentford two, Watford one. Emmanuel Dennis opening the scoring for Watford. Then they gave up two goals in the last eight-plus minutes. Uh, Pontus Janssen and Embuemo, a late, late penalty to get Brentford the win and win a few people money. I know there were some bets out there. And then the one that disappointed you, I'm sure, Burnley nil, West Ham nil. Obviously, no goal scores there. Comments on those matches? <laughs> well... I would have been in the lead in the in the betting corner if, if West Ham could score one goal that in 90 minutes against Burnley. <laughs> that's kind of wild, dude. So like that's that's a dagger. But uh, also uh, two things I think takeaways: Leicester, very nice win. It's just people. Everyone's 50-50. You know when it seems like there's you have a bad thought about them, they do this. So good for them. And like you said, shout out my boy um, Madison. Um, I want to see him continue that form because I think we all like watching him play when he's feeling it. So like shout out to them. And then uh, dude, that Gallagher goal, that third, that, that third goal for palace was an absolute screamer, dude. Holy crap. Goal of the season possibly. Yeah. But it no, not feeling. A lot has that, but like, yeah, it's close. Yeah. Brought, brought a good feeling to me seeing Everton get scored on like that. I'm sure, you know, you enjoyed it as well. Yeah. I mean, now it's getting bad for Everton. And if, if, if you're not familiar, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, but it's Everton, this, look at their last like eight results and tell me it's not, this is not good. Like this is, they, they have to start worrying. Something has to happen, dude. They can't keep this up. This is bad. This is really bad. So yeah. had they not gotten that result against Arsenal, their relegation, I mean, they would be staring at relegation. I mean, and if, if Arsenal was somewhat, I'm guessing, decent that day, they wouldn't have gotten those three points. That's just my assumption. Jesus, dude. Like, I've never seen seen them in, in this form before. So, like, L. Like, yeah, the, the Arsenal type of L, 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 draw, L, L. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, figure it out, dude. And if you can't, like, 
how hilarious would it be if these guys actually like almost get relegated? Like, <laughs> that'd be fucking hilarious. I mean, it took a Damari Gray wonder strike for them not to be even with Southampton right now, and we we know how bad Southampton is. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's bad. Uh, yeah, West Ham. Yeah, that was a rough result. I agree with you there. I thought um, I, I I was expecting it, but we'll see how they can how they can turn it around. Uh, yeah, the Brentford game for those watching was was crazy at the end too. I just wanted to say, if you want to hang with the big dogs, I always say, it. if you want to hang with the big dogs, you can't afford those Burnley results. Even a, a try, you can't afford it. That's just what I'm going to say. Yeah. So, well, the other thing I wanted to bring up because it's starting to happen across a few sports, but Brian and Tottenham were postponed. Second game, Tottenham's had postponed in what, like four or five weeks here. Uh, but this one was because Tottenham had COVID problems. What do you think of how they handled this? Keeping in mind, I know this comes up in other chats, our local team, you know, the Bulls, they've, they've got some big COVID issues. I mean, their whole team is on COVID protocol. Uh, and it's seeming to happen a decent amount in hockey as well. I be- believe you were saying the Calgary Flames have had a few games We're suspended. supposed to play the Black today. <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to play the Hawks today in Chicago. Yeah. What are your thoughts on how this Tottenham situation was handled now? Because the Europa game was on – or, sorry, Europa Conference game was on hold, and yeah. now this game – is on hold. Are these the right measures or, or ideas or, or things to take, steps to take? So two things. One, I know a lot of people think forfeiting is the right call. I don't think so, just because, like, that's not, in my opinion, that's just not fair. They didn't compete against each other, and it's not their fault they got COVID. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these guys are constantly in planes, traveling, going to the stadium, this, that, like, Like, we can't always just assume it's because they're being irresponsible. I mean, they're still traveling around not just the country, but the world. So it's not fair to give a team a loss, especially a team that's like Tottenham, who's like possibly fighting for like a Europa or even, you know, still kind of hanging in there for Champions League. Like that could that could determine whether they get a spot or not. And that's a lot of money. So forfeiting is harsh. I would also like them to just release you don't even have to say the players' names. Just say if they have COVID. So, like, if they tested positive for COVID, I would understand. But if just if they're like, oh my god, like, dude, like, dude across the street of of this player had COVID, so now like everyone's in, like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's that type of thing where they don't have COVID, but they just maybe were like close to someone that did, just test them like twice, once one day and then the next day, like rapid ones, and you know, or like even a PCR or whatever give them the two day thing. And if they test test negative, just let them play. Like I I just, I, I don't agree with having them quarantine when they, when they test negative, like twice, do you see what I'm saying? Like, but if they have COVID, I totally get it. You know what I mean? Especially if they're vaccinated, right? What? Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, especially if they're vaccinated, right? Yeah. I mean, especially, but like that might, yeah, that's my, I mean, like if they test negative, like twice, one being a rapid and PCR, like I trust that. Right. Wouldn't you? So then yeah. like yeah. just canceling games kind of for no reason. Like, I think that's just too much precaution at some point. I don't Then you're messing everything up. Like, I don't know. Well, there are the side effects too, that these guys may have. Right. I mean, if they well, have, saying, it, if they have, yeah, yeah, I'm saying if they have it, but I'm saying like, if if they were just around someone in the vicinity, because I know that's what they do, mm-hmm. then just test the players, you know, get them away from the air, test the players twice. Well, no matter if you want PCR, rapid, whatever. It shouldn't take more than three days. So, like, just do that. The ones that test negative, or if they all test negative, let them play, you know, or if the, someone tests positive, 
then quarantine their ass and then the rest can play like you know as simple as that. but if they all have covid then uh, understandable like i get it but i'm just kind of I, I doubt like eight people on that team have covid that's why i'm saying that like I, i'm pretty sure if they wanted to they could have played um last game if they just tested negative i mean i care i take it seriously but at some point i think sometimes like in that case it's taken too serious if you get what i'm saying like if you test negative twice just just trust it especially if they're vaccinated like yes i agree i think it should be they should base it off in in terms of vaccination status if now if a team is not then you i think you run the closer risk of saying maybe a forfeit is is in the cards for that team because they're you know not responsible health wise but if they are vaccinated i i think that is a process that i think that can be taken or should be handled but yeah they're being precautious i think a lot of the leagues have unions that players need to uh, abide you know abide by for their safety so that's where it stands but you know now having this have happened to like a team that i root for the bulls you know i i am now against forfeiting you know because you realize that two tests were positive with that right and they have eight other guys under this protocol so you're right it's it's a matter of understanding how many of those guys um, have been tested who can they run out there and at what point do you say it's not fair anymore to run you know the kids of Tottenham against whatever Europa team they're going to be playing Vitesse I think yeah even though their kids probably could put Vitesse like up for a run but like um <laughs> you get what I'm saying like that's just harsh because like you know if they like let's say they you know worst case scenario let's say they did get COVID that'd just be harsh man to just have them forfeit like I said there's so much riding on table placement these days with with money and competitions i mean i'm sure they don't want to play in conference league again so you know that that would just that'd be detrimental to them and it's it wouldn't even be their fault so that's yeah. harsh I think. yes so uh, at the footy corner to let us know what you think of that situation and uh let's now go on to around europe any last bits on the premier league no that's that's everything all right, let's go around here. There's some controversy today. We just can't slip away from it. The Champions League draw was to be done early morning U.S. time for us. I believe it was like 11 or noon in Europe, and they messed up. So <laughs> they accidentally drew, I believe, originally, what was it? It was um, Man United against Villarreal. There was like a fraudulent draw at the point where they recognized, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. They redrew it then, and I believe – United got matched with PSG. So there was a lot of confusion. And, and do you know who was responsible? Who's behind this? Do you know who's pulling the names? Wenger? No, it wasn't Wenger. It was, well, you're on the right team. I don't know. It was legend Andre Arshavin who was pulling the, the, the names, I guess, when it went wow. wrong. Uh, but yeah, matchups were released. And then I think like what, an hour or two later, they were declared void. Some of the matches we could have seen, you could have seen Messi against Ronaldo, PSG against Man United. You guys would have been playing Salzburg, so that would have been nice. Atletico and Bayern. If you remember pretty- last week, I said that's the one team I wanted to. Like if yeah. you this- No, you did. You did. And so that was void. So who? Let, let's talk about who the teams get now. You guys are now getting Inter, right? You get Inter. Yeah. Uh, PSG gets Real Madrid. So not United, but a little more difficult. Chelsea now has Lille. Uh, City have Sporting. So City had Villarreal before and Chelsea before had Lille. So Chelsea and Lille was just 
That was just meant to be, I think. Um, Bayern and Salzburg now now playing. Any of those Champions League matches that you're more interested in? Obviously, Liverpool, so put that aside. What do you think is the juiciest matchup, I guess, outside of PSG Real Madrid as well? You can't say that one. Oh, well, I mean, that's everything else is kind of garbage, in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe the Ajax. What's the Ajax one? Because it's... Benfica and Ajax? Probably that one. Because, like, I don't know. I think that's kind of possibly a 50-50. I don't know. I know it's probably leaning more towards Ajax, but the other ones are pretty predictable on what's going to happen. In my, in, my, in my opinion, what about you? Who wins Atletico and Man United? Uh, I think Atletico wins it. Okay. Are you going to watch think... any of those matches? Because of the style of play? It... I mean, it depends, like, if they land on the same day as Liverpool or not. Like, if they don't, I mean, if they do, then no, because I'll be watching Liverpool. But, um, I mean, I'm pretty confident that Atletico will win that 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 game. I mean, I've seen them twice, and I've seen Man United once this season play against my team, and one was uh, was one was way better. So, that's just okay. what I think. We'll do a rapid fire. Who do you think advances? In the matches. And at the footy corner, I want to hear what the listeners have to think as well. Salzburg, Munich. <laughs> oh, God, Munich. Yes. That's just, by the way, that's a short travel distance for them. Very close to each other, Salzburg and uh, Munich. I made that trip. Shout out. And I've seen it Salzburg is. Stadium. <laughs> super shout out. Super shout out. That's what it's called. Not a double shout out. It's yeah. a super shout out. Yeah. Sporting Man City. Man City. Okay. Benfica and Ajax. I'll go Ajax. Chelsea Lille. Chelsea. Chelsea might, not give up. Huh? Chelsea might not give up a goal. Oh, wow. That's bold. Okay. Lille has good attackers. Jonathan David. Yeah, in France. Okay. And uh, you said Athletic over United. Uh, yep. Unai Emery against Juventus. Unai Emery. Oh, wow. That, so that's your upset pick, right? Uh, is it an upset? It, I think it is by the betting odds. We'll see. I, I don't know. I face that bad this season. I mean, they have been pretty shit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Inter and Liverpool? Liverpool, easily. PSG, Real Madrid? PSG. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a tough one. I don't know. It's I, you know, one. you know. I think I think the PSG players are going to be up for it. It's not like Farmers League, so I think they'll go hard for it. I think, I think they'll pull it off, but that's a 50-50. I don't know. Okay. Do you feel bad for Real Madrid? They By the way, Ramos, Ramos is going to be playing back in uh, Madrid, the old captain, for how many years? I don't know. That's true. Do you feel bad for them? They originally drew Benfica, then they got PSG, Real Madrid. No, because I my team originally drew Salzburg. <laughs> we got Inter Milan. So, so you I think don't. you guys got screwed the most? Not not Real Madrid. I mean, yeah, easily. Really? Yeah. Real Madrid are from playing Benfica to PSG. <laughs> I think they got screwed the most, man. I just, yeah, they got screwed over, but at the footy um, corner too. I want to hear it. Yeah, let's see what people think. And then I think be- Munich Munich got it the best. Oh yeah. Okay. A uh, couple of Europa League bits here. I just want to talk about the the um the Wait, are there that... any you disagree with with the predictions? Like what did you think about that? Who are the teams you you thought? Uh quick rundown. I got Bayern, City, Ajax, Chelsea, Atletico Man United's tough. 
I think UA ends up pulling it out somehow. Liverpool and I'll say PSG for now, but not by a lot. And then I'll take I'll take I'll take Athletic over Manu. Yeah. Ralph Ragnick. Not uh not yeah, not the best shot there. But yeah, they're gonna I mean, yeah, I agree. So Europa, you know, had had a draw come out recently. And uh in Europa we have some it was some interesting names. Barcelona's in there. I don't know if you saw who they drew. They drew Napoli. Oh wow. They might <laughs> get a little <laughs> that'll be a good match. Borussia Dortmunds against Rangers. What no way. Um, yeah, the, the Europa League's on steroids now that they've given all the, the farmers Europa to the Europa Conference. Season, I guess. What is it? It's more interesting. It, it, well, it could be for some. Our boys, the Sheriffs, are against Braga, a Portuguese team that, that uh, some of us have seen live. <laughs> Porto and Lazio, Sevilla, Zagreb. I mean, it, now that they sent, I'm telling you, they sent the farmers to the conference and it's better. Yeah. In my Farm- opinion, straight up. That, that atmosphere is going to be nuts. It is. It is. And, and so, Scotland. And Scott, because Germany limits their fans. So, And for some reason, I must have skipped it. I didn't see who West Ham's playing. So I'm sorry to report I do not know that. I should. We can find that after the episode. We'll, we'll come back. In Europa Conference, I just want to give a shout-out. Marseille's in there. They're playing uh, Karabag. Uh, Fenerbahce's in conference. Uh, and uh, Tottenham or... Rapid Vienna will play Vitesse. Uh, Celtics in there against Bodo Glimt. And Leicester got demoted from Europa League to Europa Conference. And they're playing the Fraud Rangers. They're playing Randers. Have you heard of (laughs) Randers before? Who's playing Randers? Leicester City. No, I've not heard of Randers. Wait, I may have bet on them before. Um, Thinking it was Rangers? No, 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 no. What league are they in? I'm curious now. I, I honestly, I have no clue. I should know. Randers. Uh, but I, I don't. Randers. But the best part of this, while you look up who Randers are, is that Brendan Rodgers, when they got dumped out of Europa, admitted that he didn't know what the Europa Conference League even was. He didn't even, he didn't even think of the idea of them. Yeah, right. Which I'm, de- I'm dead serious. He claims that... Uh, after they lost to Napoli and got knocked out, he said he didn't even consider the prospect of failing to qualify for the knockout stages of Europa. So first of all, he didn't even realize that they weren't qualifying because they lost. Then he was asked if winning the Europa Conference League was now the priority. Rogers told BT Sport, I've got to be honest, I don't even know what the competition is. Wow. Wouldn't that concern you if you were like a Leicester City official? You're like, whoa, he doesn't even know like what's going on? A, a little bit, because then he says, in all fairness, I was focused on the Europa League and winning this group or at the very least finishing second. So with all due respect to the competition, I'm not sure what it is, but I'm sure I'll find out soon enough. I guess so. Wow. When they get knocked out by Randers, did you find out what league they're in? Uh, Denmark. Denmark. So the fraud Rangers are in yep. Denmark. Yep. Yep. Okay. I just wanted a quick search on who, um, who West Ham is playing. They in were Europa. It says they weren't involved in today's draw for some reason. Not sure why. So that's probably why they're not showing up on your, uh, whatever you're looking at. Makes do sense. You think, do you think the group winners get a buy? Maybe that's a new format. That would be nice. Damn. 
I think the group winner, I mean, surely, right? Uh, I guess we'll find out. I'm, I'm about to look, I'm, I'm doing a little Wikipedia search right now. So yeah, that's a brief bit about the draw. Any, why do that? Who do you, do you peg Barca to win Europa League? No, I don't know if they get past this round. Really? They won't win. They won't win it. They won't win it. They won't They're win. better teams. Yeah. You, you really think so? I mean, what, Napoli? I mean, they might not even win their 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 uh, knockout stage match, huh? Yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, okay. So it's looking like going through it. Oh, you're, you're reading. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get you to say something, and I, I lost track. Yeah, they advanced to the round of 16. So the round of 32 is played between uh, the second-place teams and the teams that lost from the Champions League. So the group winners, Lyon, Monaco, Spartak Moscow, Eintracht Frankfurt, Galatasaray, Red Star Belgrade, shout out, Bayer Leverkusen, and West Ham have advanced. So that's why we didn't hear their names. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. got first? They did. Somehow. Wow. Somehow. Orsic Masterclass. Isn't he the guy that knocked Tottenham out and about? Uh, maybe. You know who I'm rooting for? Who? Bartak Moscow. Shout out Moscow. Bartak Moscow. Yeah. Fair play to that. Media guy is, is insanely. He's hilarious on yeah. Twitter and TikTok. So I'm all Spartak right now. Okay. All right. He says go Spartak. Uh, speaking of interesting choices and in people, did you hear about uh, Yashua Kimmich? What happened with him with his COVID-19 and vaccine fallout and what's gone on over there? No. So he wasn't vaccinated and he, and he claimed, he said, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just want more information. He was one of those, you know, those people that wanted more information, but because of the strict rules that they had, he lost a lot of money. Like they, they, he kept getting fined. Uh, And apparently he he recently got COVID-19 and he's had a few lung issues as a result of COVID-19. No way. And the, yeah, no, it's crazy. I couldn't believe it. And the other day he said, I'm going to get the vaccine now. So, <laughs> well, now we've got to wait like six months, right? So, <laughs> no, just you, you. I mean, if you haven't been vaccinated at all, oh, you mean after you got COVID? Yeah, if you get COVID, you have to wait to get the vaccine in like a couple months. You can't just get it right after. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's an idiot. Sure. Because he claimed he's getting it. Bro, I literally had friends that got COVID and couldn't get the vaccine. Is it six, it's six months? It's like four or six months, yeah. Interesting. Well, then I'm going to have to go look up my source to see what the heck was going on there. Because apparently he's going to get it. Maybe he is going to get it in six months. <laughs> I don't know. That's, yeah, uh, you, maybe the rules there are different. Could be. Could be. Um, it looks like my internet connection is unstable. We're going to power through. Okay, so I probably lagged. Did I lag? No, you're good. Oh, okay. Yeah, you mean, yeah, but yeah, we heard you. That's fine. If I do, I do. We're almost through everything. We're almost done. I just wanted to give a shout out. Uh, and this was, I would, I would like to say this was brought up to me by a listener, but it wasn't. I was kind of just browsing through on my normal Twitter, uh, my own account. And I came across this ranking, the, the world rankings, 538, our good friends over there. Steve's referenced them a few times to, you know, that's the site that we check relegation chances, promotion chances, to, or not promotion chances, Champions League chances. It ranks teams also, like based on offensive and defensive ratings. 
And ranked 69th was Nice. So nice. Just wanted to give that a shout out. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. That's brilliant. Incredible. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, there were quite a few comments this week uh, on the show. We'll get to Gambling Corner because Steve had a shout out to you. I, I thought your meme or your gif of uh, Spice Adams missing a bunch of uh, shots was pretty good. Uh, and we have a few bits on the the uh, Mount Rushmore. So um, we'll get there. But before we do, last thing I want to say, Brian. Oh, I, talk think, I think I forgot it. You what? I think I forgot again. You forgot what? I swear I better not lost by like one vote, dude. Then I did it again. What have you lost? The poll. I said if I lost the poll, it's I, oh. I better have not lost by one vote. Oh, well, we'll find out here shortly. But Brian says, because we called Richarlison an enemy of the pod. Brian says, some might argue that Jeff Paris is the enemy of the pod, too. To which he said, I'm the fried eggplant in this pod sandwich. Your thoughts on that? He's not. Um, because I think Aaron Rodgers and I mean, they're terrorist organizations that we're fighting off at the footy corner. So uh, we promote world peace and, um, you know, a safer, healthier world, unlike Joshua Kimmich and Aaron Rodgers. So um, I think he's <laughs> in the world than, than Jeff. All right. Fair enough. Uh, with that said, we'll, we'll get people. There are no new nonsense this week. We're, we're heading straight into some action. There wasn't too much that happened. There were some nominations. I'll look over. Steve sent one shout out. I didn't forget. Uh, but just a reminder to vote on the poll. The intern didn't put it out, needs to do it. Last week's nonsense that are that are still up that we need you to vote for, Daniel Sturridge. If you recall, he said that he isn't used to four-hour fights and didn't contribute against Western United. For he the would first not quarter. make it in the United States then. <laughs> what happened? He would not make it in the United States then. No, absolutely not. No. Then there was Chris Cuomo covering his covering, doing as much as he could to cover for his brother on his sexual harassment allegations. Thomas Massey, the U.S. representative from Kentucky who tweeted a picture of him and his family, or his family, not him, holding guns in front of a tree, Christmas tree. And George Cassiapo, the Sony senior vice president who worked on PlayStation, that was terminated after being caught up in an amateur pedo sting. So again, remember to vote for those guys from last week. The intern will have that up. But I think now we need to get to some Mount Rushmore results, all right? So... Uh, the intern put up one of them and held off a little bit on the uh, – there. we still need to figure out the winner of that massive active shows poll. So you should remember to vote. It will be up today. And the one we do today will be up tomorrow. So we'll have a couple of polls going at the same time. But as Arine said, we did have one of favorite sports teams that are not our own. Arine, you did win that one. 64% to 36% with uh, the Leafs, yeah. USC football, LA Rams, LA Lakers beating my Arizona Cardinals, Brentford, UC Santa Barbara Gauchos, and Accrington Stanley. Steve I thought I did. I thought I got dominated. I said, I thought I got dominated in that poll. I'm not going to lie. Really? I was going to say, Steve said person B, which was you, is a glory chaser. What, what are your answers? I, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I just support my local communities. That's all I'm, That's all I'm going to say. You also stated in the responses, person who has a lot of SoCal teams, but he's consistent. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Explain that. I was just, you know, staying anonymous with it. So, like, you know, I just thought person two had a lot of good points. 
That's okay. all, you know. Just... That's the person that won. Um, fair enough. I guess that is legal. We'll let that go, even though it was very dangerously close is, to Brian and Steve's is, self-promotion. Is you? <laughs> no, that was way overboard. Is uh, is USC football glory chasing these days? <laughs> maybe not, but yeah, maybe yeah. Who knows? Well, they they are a powerful program. They're a powerful program. <laughs> they just got Lincoln That's Riley made. Uh, <laughs> shout out there. So let's you know because of what happened last week. So that was a fun Mount Rushmore. I think this one's going to be really even more fun because people are going to be able to relate to this. And the inspiration for this one comes from uh, maybe my or some other people's sports teams just absolutely crushing us. Uh, some rough results across the board. Everyone knows what happened to our number one Boilermakers. There are three, though. Shout out. Still three. Um, and uh, also my Arsenal giving up the late goal. So I thought of let's make this week's Mount Rushmore the Mount Rushmore of worst ways to lose a game. Okay, so the worst things that can happen at the end of a match, or you can even put it at the end of a match, but usually it causes your team to lose. Uh, Arin, since you won the last one, I will let you go or choose. Do you want to go first or do you want second and third pick in the snake draft? Ooh, I know. I already know you're going to choose one of mine. I'll go for, I'll go first. You, oh, okay. You're going to go first. What is your yeah. first pick? The worst way to lose. Game. The worst way to lose in any sport. Yeah, it could um, be any sport. Yeah, but but I mean, you could be specific that it is to a sport, but it could be any. Yeah, you could use any sport. You can even yeah, use chess. I'd say like a checkmate. I'll do a basketball buzzer beater. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. Or like like I think the farther you are, like if we're talking like half court, full court is even worse. So like a buzzer beater is the worst because it's like, you know, because whenever you're defending a buzzer beater, I mean, this happened just recently, but like whenever you're defending a buzzer beater, it's like, you know, chances are very slim, right? You're just like praying that your team doesn't foul. And like, let's say your team doesn't foul and you're like in that split second, you're just like, perfect. This is what we wanted. Dude's probably off balance. He's like 90 feet away from the hoop, whatever it may be. There's no way he's hitting it. And when he hits it, it's just a sinking feeling. Like it's. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a sinking feeling, man. It's rough, bro. It's. Uh, yeah. That was the inspiration. Yeah. That was the inspiration to today's Mount Rushmore because of what happened in that game. Actually, you did take my number one pick because I don't know if I'd experienced like a full court. Like, I, I mean, Cisco obviously made that little turnaround back in the day, but a full court. Uh, yeah, or half court, I mean, that was banana, especially because he was so off balance. I said, ah, no way. There's no way. I mean, everyone's seen the highlight, the Rutgers highlight. I said, there's no way. They didn't foul. They they challenged the shot, but that was bananas. And, and yeah, I just jaw drop. You just wonder, like, how the, you know, how did that happen? So that's a very good one, I think. For those that have experienced it, you know. And, and I like that you said buzzer beater. I was even going to say half court, but you could even go to the national championship game. Those North Carolina fans lost on the last second three to Villanova. It won the whole championship. Those that haven't seen it, it's the 2016, I think, title game or 17. Watch the highlight. It's insane. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. We might we might even fit that in here. So we'll see. I, we'll see if I'm how creative I am to get that. Gonna go length of the court with Archie Diakono. Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins for the championship. Yeah! 
So I'll go ahead. I got two picks, right? I'm going to say this one, and it's similar to yours. The closer in it is, actually the worse, is to miss a game-winning field goal. Yeah, that was my second one. <laughs> and the, Especially a double doink or, or whatever. But, yeah. um, the reason for that is because you're probably so excited. You're like, oh, my God, we drove down the field. We're in position to win. We got this. And then it's just it's so incredibly deflating when they actually miss. So to me, I think yeah. that one that one comes to mind. And we are a soccer pod. So my next pick, uh, you know, piggybacking off that, this one only became possible like three, four years ago maybe, is, again, we're talking about losing. So I say VAR, taking away like a last-second equalizer or, or, you know, even a winner. You, you go from pure celebrations, massive joy to that. So that would be my second pick. All right, you're on the board for two now. You wait. What was your second pick? VAR taking away a late equalizer in soccer or a game. That was wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you go from celebrating to Um, like what you know. I I don't have experience with this, but dude, this would be a fucking sinking feeling. I'm gonna go hail mary. Yeah, losing on a hail mary would be the worst, dude. Like. Yep. Oh my God. I can't imagine it. Like that's, especially in the playoffs. Who'd that happen to? Um, the Packers, right? It, the Packers won, unfortunately on that. Yeah. I, I should have put oh. that on there. I'm mad at myself. It was on my list. And I looked over it. Yep. That was, that's a good one. Yeah. That sucks. Um, yeah, that is rough. And then, uh, the last, I had another one. Oh, I mean, this is kind of common. It happens a lot, but it, it sucks, uh, nonetheless, because uh, the games are so fucking long. I know what you're gonna I'm say. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a walk off home run. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's especially if you're at the game, like you know, if you're at the ballpark and you see the other, you know, it just sucks because mm-hmm. like they hit the home run and then their whole team gathers at home play. It's just it's a whole thing and it sucks. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. That's a bad feeling. And I, so I was between that and the next one that I'm going to pick. The other one I'm going to pick actually is, is also one that happens maybe a bit often, but it's still, it doesn't change the sinking feeling. I'd say giving up an overtime game winning goal in hockey. uh, Oh, the playoffs, you know, so that's just, especially when it loses a series, but you know, just talking about any game in general at first. So um, I'll go with that one. And you took almost all of mine. So I actually am going to have to end up picking one that uh, that I didn't want to double up in soccer, but this has happened a couple times against, and it, it is in theory of what happened. I would say like a, a stoppage time, like screamer, you know, outside the box to lose the game, you know, for the other team to score to lose the game. And that's happened a few times um, with, you know, the, the Arsenal game that just happened and, and if you remember when Iran played Argentina, Messi did. You know, he had a nice strike from outside the box. Yeah, that's a tough way to lose too, because you, you can't get mad. You don't get mad at anyone because no one made a mistake. Mm-hmm. It was just a ridiculous strike. How are you going to round us out? You got yep. one more pick. I'm going to go with a missed game-winning field goal that leads to the other team returning it for a touchdown. <laughs> Wait, that's the same Alabama. thing as missed game-winning field goal, isn't it? You said, is that? But I mean, that's not like insult to injury. That's like, is that a missed field goal? That's a good question. I don't, at this point, because I mean, miss game, but you're saying that not only did you miss it, the other team returned it and won? 
It's like it's what what Al, what Auburn did to Alabama. Okay, so I'll say that. So I, I'll use yours. You I'll say mine that, is like double doing. Okay. All right. Yeah, they're different. But that, that is probably the craziest ending I've, I've seen to any game, any sporting event, in my opinion. Was are you there? Yeah, I'm gonna say I think you. I think you just won. That was a walk off. Are we counting that? If not, I have another one. No, we'll go ahead. That's fine. I, I think that I think you just sealed the win. No, that's. I think that's that's different. You're right. That is different. That's a good. You you took. A, I'm telling you, the buzzer beater and the hail mary. I'm really upset that you got, but. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pre, I'm going to say pretty much head on. I think you've won this one, but we'll, we'll, we go again. We go again, I guess. Do you have any honorable mentions? Um, I, I really don't actually. We took all of them. The only, the only one that I thought would be kind of funny um, and I haven't seen it, but would really suck is if you double faulted in tennis, like that would kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? You know, um, I have two. Well, I mean, one, I mean, going with the soccer theme, like penalty shootouts in any sport, I guess you yes. can say, you know, I mean, in hockey, it, it in any sport, when you lose those, you sometimes you feel a little bit hard done because you're like, you know, that doesn't necessarily say who the better team was. But, you know, I guess penalty kicks are part of the game. But mm-hmm. I was going to say calling a timeout when you don't have any timeouts. Yeah. Oh, Chris Weber. (laughs) That was wild. That that would be, that would, I mean, in a tournament game too, that, you know, that would, uh, that would haunt me forever. I think so. I'll go with that one. I mean, that's an honorable mention. That would, that would have been my replacement if, you know, if the kick six was uh, not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that, Yeah, I think the the penalty kicks, actually, I'll be honest. I think those are better. That one's better than stoppage time screamer outside the box. So that's a really good honorable mention. Oh, yeah. A UFC getting knocked out or boxing. Yeah, I hadn't (laughs) thought about that. Yeah, that well, that would hurt. Getting a lip broken or something. That's that that sucks. (laughs) Yeah, that well, that's true. And then, well, yeah, getting knocked out because you double lose, right? You like you don't even know how you lost. You have to like watch the video. (laughs) That sucks. That, yeah. yeah, that'd be bad. At, at the footy corner, too, let us know if we missed any. I'm sure we probably did, but uh, yeah, I threw the list together real quick today. Golf, golf, maybe missing a putt. I don't know. I'm not that a big golf. Yeah, that would be that would be bad. Losing in a playoff in golf, like imagine <laughs> like playing for four days and you lose. That sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. So yeah, that would that would be really bad. So yeah, at the footy corner, two ways you know worst ways to lose a game of you know whatever. Uh, let us know if we missed any. I think you covered a lot of good ones. And again, your your picks, which I think we'll probably win because you took two of them that I was going to take before I could. Basketball buzzer beater, which was it's easily the top one, I think. Hail Mary and football walk off for one missed game winning field goal that gets returned for a touchdown for the win uh, <laughs> versus missed game winning field goal uh, slash like in terms of a double doink. Uh, VAR taking away a late goal. OT game winning goal in uh, hockey in the playoffs, especially and a stoppage time screamer from outside the box. Uh, let us know. Let's go to the scores. We got two weeks of matches to predict, so let's get to those. Last week was a good week for predictions. Steve led the way with 20. You, me, Nikhil, 18. Brian had 17, and Jeff had 14, which makes it very interesting. You lead the way at 211. Six behind you is Brian at 205. Steve also has 205. 
I have 202. So that's a four-way somewhat race. And then there's a 17-point gap. Jeff has 185 and Nikhil 182. So even though he missed a week, he's only three points behind Jeff. Will he catch Jeff before the new year? Thoughts? I don't know. I think so. I want to maybe, but I don't know. I feel like Nikhil is going to miss another week, man. I don't know. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh, let's go ahead and make the pre. We're going to make two weeks worth because we're going to be gone for the, the wedding. There's a weekend match. There are games that start today. Um, and Jeff's on top of it. He uh, actually was Steve. Steve just literally, as we're recording, told the group, just messaged the group to make picks. So, Oh, awesome. Perfect. So the intern doesn't have to have to do that. Last weeks have been helter-skelter. The intern sends something out, and the picks did come in. But you're right. They are a bit last second, so hopefully people get on board. Because, again, the games start when this is released, obviously, today, Tuesday. Uh, with Brentford United, you did say you were picking Brentford. So let's see if you're honest. I, I'm going to go Brentford 1, United 1. Uh, Ronaldo's a goal scorer for me. I think it's going to be 2-1, Brentford. Uh, <laughs> Ivan Tony. Brent, okay. at Brentford, not easy. It's, I'm telling you, man, they're a good team. A and B, I think at Brentford, it's it's tough. It's, it, I mean, they they drew Liverpool. I know firsthand, bro. Like it's not an easy task. Yeah, they beat us. I agree. We'll find out. Uh, Norwich and Aston Villa. Norwich, I got one. Aston Villa two. Ollie Watkins is my goal scorer. Although it could be this game could be tricky. It's at Norwich. Um, revenge game. I'm gonna say. Ooh, I'm between two or three now, but I'll go. I'll go 3-0, Aston Villa, and I'll say, is Che Adams on their team? No, he's on Southampton. Oh, that's right. That's right. He's my Southampton guy that I always pick. Um, who's up top for Villa? I, I took Ollie Watkins. There's Danny Ings. I'll take Ollie Watkins as well. Ollie Watkins. So you said revenge game, but then you thought Dean Smith's going to get hammered? Oh, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. Well, you said revenge game. I didn't even think about that. That was a good call. Uh, I, I meant like, did I say revenge? I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. I don't know. You did, but it was right. because. Oh, I meant like revenge game. No, no, I meant like uh, after like losing, uh, barely losing to Liverpool, they're going to come back with like revenge. I don't know. Stupid. Oh, well, it is the Dean Smith revenge game. So we'll see. I did take Villa, but I didn't think about that. City hosting leads. I got City three leads one Riyad Mahrez. Um, I have three one as well, and I will go with. I'm not going to go with Mahrez. I'm going to go with. I'll say Sterling, even though I just ripped him kind of earlier today for finishing. Uh, we'll go with him. Okay, Brighton hosts Wolves. I've got Brighton zero, Wolves zero. Nobody scoring. I think this is going to be a one one. I'm between Mape and Jimenez, but I feel like I pick Raul and he never scores, so I'll go with Neil Mape. I think he's more reliable at this point. Okay. Palace hosting Southampton. I'm taking Palace to Southampton. Nil Connor Gallagher to keep it going. Yeah, I'll go 2-1. And oof, um, who's Palace? I don't even know who Palace's strikers, bro. They have Teke. They have Gallagher. They have Edward. They have Zaha. I'm going to go with Edward. Okay. It's Otsun Edward. Uh, Burnley hosting Watford at Turf Moor. I'll take 2-1 Burnley. I think they'll score two some for some weird reason. I'll take Maxwell Cornet. I think this is gonna yeah, I think this is gonna be I'll take two one Burnley. Dude, I don't know any of these players anymore, dude. I am so fucked. <laughs> well you gotta pick a goal score. Bro, like I'm never gonna tune in to watch Burnley play a soccer game. I, I I'm gonna go with uh Wood. Wood, okay. And what was your score again? Sorry. Two one. Two one. Okay. Um, 
Arsenal hosting West Ham, pretty big game for, for the Gunners. They're at home. So I'll take him 2-1. I think Emil Smith-Rowe should be back. So I'll pick him. West Ham is just that team, I think. And um, like you said, Arsenal has Smith-Rowe questionable. This has this this comes off as like a 2-2. And I think you're going to end up hating West Ham after this game because I think there's going to be something controversial that happens in this game for some reason. I just have that feeling. I don't know what it's going to be. I'll go 2-2 and... I'll go Mikel Antonio just because I don't even know who starts up top for Arsenal. Because <laughs> Smith Rowe is questionable. Aubameyang's not training. So, I mean, I guess it's Lacazette, but we don't even know anymore. That's true. Yeah. I, it, it's very tough to call goal scores. So, I don't blame you for doing that. That's I, I didn't even know who to pick, to be honest. Um, Leicester hosting Tottenham at the KP. Tottenham hasn't played too many games lately. They, they're coming back from COVID, presumably. I got Leicester 2, Tottenham 0. Jamie Vardy is my goal scorer. Wow. I'll yeah. go I'll go two one. Um, I think the COVID stuff's definitely gonna hurt Spurs, but I think they'll get one goal. But I'll say Jamie Vardy mentioned him earlier, so let's uh keep him scoring goals. Okay. And the final match of this match week, Chelsea hosting Everton, Stanford Bridge. You ready mm-hmm. for this one? I got Chelsea three, Everton zero, and Lukaku will score against the team that he was I think he was loaned to, right? So yeah, he was alone there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he had a really good spell there too. Um, I mean, I think he had a good loan spell every in every Premier League team. Just when he stayed with the team, he sucked. But I'll go two one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry, uh, two nil Chelsea. And <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be uh, wild with this, and I'm gonna say a Jorginho penalty. <laughs> okay, and you slandered him. No, I no, I not. I mean, yeah, but he I mean the dude gets nine opportunities a game this four pen. All right, fair enough. Uh, now we gotta do week eighteen predictions. You ready for these? It's just nonstop. Yeah. Okay. Man, uh, so over the weekend, Man United, which by the way, I was hearing their match with Brentford might not happen. They're having some COVID issues, so be oh, on the lookout, Man United. So be on the lookout for that. I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen, but be on the lookout. Is it Omicron? Um, yeah, I, well, I think, yeah, I think the majority of, of the strands out there are Omicron, but I, we'll have to look into that. We'll see. If it's postponed again, I won't count it in the scores. We'll repredict it later. But uh, everyone keep a heads up, heads up for that. I, I am, I, I was seeing stuff about it. Anyway, just in case they play Saturday or this weekend, United Brighton in Old Trafford. I got United 2, Brighton 0. And I'm going to take a different goal scorer. I'll take Marcus Rashford. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to go 1-1, one, one, and I'll go with Ronaldo. Oh, so you think United's going to pick up one point against Brentford and Brighton? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Southampton hosts Brentford at home, St. Mary's. I think it'll be 1-1, one, one, and Broya is my goal scorer. I'm going to go 2-0 to Brentford, and I always say it, Ivan Tony. Let's go Ivan Tony. Watford hosts Palace. I think Palace might have a little difficult with Elton John's favorite team. Emmanuel Dennis has been on fire. 1-1, one, one, Emmanuel Dennis. 2-1 Wolf Zaha. Crystal right. Palace. And the 2 ones Palace. Okay. West Ham hosts Norwich. I think West Ham is uh, – after having a tough one against Arsenal, they'll be ready. They'll beat Norwich 3-0, Mikel Antonio. I'll say 2-0, Mikel Antonio. No, well, you know, yeah. I don't want to – see, when I was up a lot, I could make wild picks, but I got to stick with Mikel Antonio now. I would have <laughs> gone with Fornells, but yeah. Are you sure you want Antonio then? Yes, yes. Okay. I love Fornells though. 
Okay. Villa hosts Burnley. I think Villa wins 2-0. Danny Ings is my goal scorer in this one. Um, Villa, who are they playing? Who's Villa playing? Burnley. Yeah, I'll I'll say, uh, you know what? This is going to be a 1-0 win. And okay. uh, I'm going to go with, uh, shit, man. Who did I say for them last time? Oh, Ollie <laughs> Watkins. Ollie Watkins. You did. You're going with him again? Yep. I mean, he's bound to score at least one time, maybe. So uh, Leeds is at home against Arsenal. Could be tricky. I'll take Leeds one, Arsenal two, Gabriel Martinelli. Oh, this is tough. And Arsenal's been bad on the road. So I, I almost picked draw, but anyway. Leeds. I, I'm going to go 2-1, Arsenal, and Odegaard. All right. Uh, Everton hosts Leicester. I'm taking 1-1. I think Damari Gray scores against his old team. Wow. Yeah. You think that's going to be a draw? Yeah, it's at Everton. I think they'll get it together for that game. And Leicester's been a little uh, you know what? with Brendan Rodgers, you know, not knowing where the games are these days. I'll go 1-2, and I think Vardy gets the winner. Oh, wow. There you go. Last second? Close to it, yeah. Within uh, 10 minutes left in the game. Wolves host Chelsea. I think it'll be difficult for Chelsea. Wolves proved difficult for City. I got 1-1 one, one, Raul. He'll be back. What? Yeah. Wow. One, one, I'll go 0-2 uh, I'll go zero, two, Chelsea. Jorginho. He's going to score one of them. <laughs> Dude, the rate, the rate of what he takes pens, like if you look at it statistically, he's going to take one pen. So, yeah, might I'm as well. Right <laughs> <one>. <laughs> All right. Newcastle hosts Manchester City. I don't think it matters. Newcastle zero, City three, Raheem Sterling. Oh, God. MBS. Um, yeah, I think three nil. I picked Sterling already. So I'll go with uh, has, is Foden healthy? Like, what's going on with that? Is he not playing or? Uh, I'm not too sure. He's in and out. It, it's really tough to pick city players because they're, you know, they don't play more than two I'm teams in a row. Silva. I'm going to go with Bernardo Silva. Let's move on. Yeah, picking teams outside of a week <laughs> from now is very difficult, especially when you don't know what the rotations are. Um, MBS against the Sheikh. That'll be great. Uh, it's an <laughs> Arab showdown. So yeah. that's what you get there. Uh, how many over under... 3,000 fans wearing the Arab headpiece things. Uh, we'll see. I think MBS banned them at Newcastle, so it's up to City now. So, <laughs> so under. Know. Yeah. Tottenham hosts Liverpool in the last match of the weekend at Tottenham. I think Tottenham 0, Liverpool 2, Mo Salah. I think, um, I think this is a great matchup for Liverpool. I'm going to go 3-0 Liverpool, and I'll go Salah. It could be 4. Okay. Yeah, so I hope that happens. Would love to see it. How the squads are built, I just think this is Liverpool's dream opponent. Sounds, hey, sounds good to me. I'll take that all day. Let's go to the final segment and get this thing wrapped up to the gambling corner. And we had a couple people last week that won. Uh, I, I came out plus 310. Steve came out plus 482. Um, I won the Chelsea Liverpool Arsenal City parlay. Uh, Steve won the Brentford uh, match straight up, taking them. So those two goals late were huge. And he won City and Wolves under three goals, which was a smart pick. You were one pick away from winning $115.68. You can thank West Ham. Um, any final statements about West Ham before we move on from that, that bet? Uh, just... Unbelievable, dude. That was the interior leather parlay and it did not hit. <laughs> apologize yep. for that. 
<laughs> there was that one. And then Brian and Trevor with no bets uh, in their, in their name and the books there. So where does that put us overall? First place is Trevor at plus 240. Second is Steve at minus 403. I'm third minus 2557. You're in fourth at minus 8059. Brian at minus 8912 is last. Minus 80? Yes. <laughs> minus 8059. Shout out to Steve who put his picks in just now, by the way. So uh, do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah. I figured that might that might be the uh, the case here. So, by the way, before we we get to it, Steve did say that uh, Arine making his gambling corner parlay every week. Uh, it, it's a it's a video of a of a Patriots player, right? He's in the snow with his shorts and short sleeve and shorts. So there's that. Um, so you gotta you gotta get one right for you know to get back in. But I'll go ahead and make my picks. I'll always start with the lock. My lock for everyone is this Brighton Wolves under two and a half goals. We mentioned earlier, Wolves do not score. They do not give up goals. They're one of the lowest scoring teams. There have not been more than two goals in any of their games since I believe Halloween. It's been a while. I'm taking that and it's minus 180. I'm going to parlay it with City winning against uh, at home against Leeds and Liverpool winning at home against Newcastle. Okay. This is for the first match week. Uh, and did we pick that game? Which game? I don't think we did. Liverpool Newcastle. We did not. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I picked. I don't think we did, mate. Oh no, we did not. Okay, I'm going to take four eight, four nil Liverpool in that one. Uh, Damn, dude. No, it's Salah. I'll go three nil Salah. That's interesting. So I'm parlaying that city and Brighton Wolves. I'm glad we caught that under two and a half overall. That's minus one Oh three. I know it's not great, but I mean, those will hit. That's my mortal lock putting seven to win six eighty two on that. Just the little mini bets. I'm taking Bradford Manu draw $1 to win two eighty five at plus two eighty five, And then a parlay, the wild one I had $2 remaining in fake money, right? We're playing with fake money here. So I took a few favorites, but their plus is all. I got Villa winning at Norwich. I got Palace beating Southampton. Palace is at home. And Arsenal winning at home against West Ham. That parlays to plus 963. That's $2 to win 19.26. Those are my bets. Wow. I'm assuming you have one parlay. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. All right, man. This is uh, – I'm stressed out, man. Right. <laughs> From losing bets? Fake ones, by, by the way. All right, man. I got I got the uh, why not us parlay. Okay, why not us parlay? Let's hear it. <laughs> so we're going to go Aston Villa plus 130. Love uh-huh. that one. Norwich. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> wow. So I have a side note. I'm on UFC Twitter, and some guy just liked my tweet, and his name is Martinelli. All right, I got Aston Villa plus go. one there. Crystal Palace beating Southampton at home plus uh-huh. one fifty. I think Chelsea dispose of Everton at minus four hundred. Okay. Um, in Brighton Wolves game, I like the under two, but I'm not as ambitious as you. I'm gonna go under three and a half. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's four seventy five. Okay. Um, oh shit! I picked the wrong team for Burnley Watford. Oh. 
Well, next pick is Burnley. Burnley uh-huh. at home against Watford. My DraftKings is fucked up. At plus 110. Sorry, this is taking so long. Okay. Um, and you the last. Five. Yeah, and the last one is Man City against Leeds over uh-huh. 2.5 goals. Okay. Um, I'm gonna put six bucks on it. What's the what's the line on that one? MCI over two and a half. Uh, minus minus two seventy five. Okay. So, uh, do you want the total now? Yeah, six dollars to win. Uh, one hundred and twenty-two dollars and fifty-six cents. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you're doing it so that in case Brian doesn't bet, you're still not buying them. Um, no. You know what? Can I change it? I'm taking out the under. Which under? No, the, yeah. Okay, so now it's a five game parlay. What is it at? Um, plus sixteen seventy. Okay, what does that win you? One hundred and one dollars. One hundred and one. Okay, straight up. No, I'm putting. Dude, I'm confident in this. What am I doing? I'm putting nine dollars to win one fifty. Put it in. Nine to win one fifty. Nine to win one fifty. That's it. Why not us? Okay, and you you realize if you lose, you're behind Brian now. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Well, and then you, if you win one fifty, you're in first. So uh, betting this in real life. So okay, let that be known. Villa Palace, Chelsea, Burnley, and then City and Leeds over two and a half goals. Yep. All right. Any final words to tell the listeners before we uh, head out to the pod and and head our way out to Mexico and see them next week for the panel episode? Um, I don't know. Just be safe, man. It's crazy out here in this crazy. I don't know. Um. I don't know. I have nothing to say. (laughs) You got nothing? All right. Well, I'll go ahead then and turn it over to – who's he playing against? Who's Virial playing again? Um, I have them beating – Oh, Juventus. 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 The guy who's tasked with taking on – there is no really time. Mr. Uli Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite – Song. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. 